0: welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains. This is your host. Today's episode features a special guest. All of my guests, of course, are special. But what makes this particular guest so special is that her energy, her vibe is just so chill and loving and zen, equally powerful and feminist and conscious all at the same time. I met her while working at a studio in LA, and we immediately vibed on a lot of different things, but mainly her pure, joyful energy that she brings into her yoga practice, into her life as a teacher, into her lifestyle is very pure and genuine and sincere, and I really appreciate that about people, especially when I meet people in LA. So, today's guest is the one and only Ana Portillo. And she is going to drop some knowledge, some gems, some great experiences about just embracing and capturing this life for all that it is and all that it can be. So I encourage you to take a breath, sit back and get comfortable and get ready to listen to another conversation.
1: see it's been a while I
0: know I know it's so crazy I, like I was just there and then I was just not there anymore and I didn't right, have exactly yeah I just like snuck away in the night or something and I
1: mean it's kind of like there's been a lot of transitions (laughs) as you know there has been
0: oh god yeah of course and it's like yeah don't get too used to anything because it's probably gonna change Uh,
1: exactly literally that's my motto for life right
0: now like (laughs) hell yeah hell yeah that's probably there's
1: nothing more true right now I mean that's really that really is life right the only constant is change
0: the only constant is change and truthfully it's almost like if we the sooner that we get comfortable with that then when the changes happen, it's not so, like, you know, unsettling or whatever. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. I knew that was going to happen.
1: Absolutely. It's more like we kind of are
0: mentally prepared for it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and
1: we can be like, oh, okay, well, you know, life is still going. it like, turn out okay. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Everything's going to be fine. I'm not going to mm-hmm. trip, so no big deal. Right? Yeah, no, I totally... <laughs> Easier
1: said than done sometimes. Uh,
0: but... Of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Easier said than done, like, all the time. Like, it's almost like, um... All
1: the time. Exactly. I, I really liked whatever was happening. Why is it changing right. now? And, yeah... <laughs> It's like, wow, the universe is throwing more changes on top of changes. Oh, okay. We're just going to go with it. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's 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 interesting because it's almost like it's created like this, um, almost like this movement where it's kind of like nothing is really stagnant, nothing is really still, things are always in motion. So yeah. if I can just get in motion with that, then like you said, like I don't, I'm not like, butthurt if things don't turn out the way that I expected them to because I'm in whatever this other flow is, you know? like
1: Exactly. Kind of yeah. jumping. In. It's
0: almost like the universe is creating this momentum and I can either get in it and just go with the flow, literally, or uh-huh. I can get in it and try to go upstream and be in resistance and really just right. create more problems for myself in the long run. So
1: Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> it's letting go of those expectations about what is supposed to happen. Yeah, Because at the end of the day, we have such little control over so, so many things. And instead, just being like, that's okay. Like, I have this... I know that if I am connecting to myself and connecting to my heart and my gut and working and following my path that things will turn out and I don't have to know how that is going to manifest. I just know that things will be okay. Like, exactly, it's, it's about having faith and trusting.
0: It and really is. It's crazy
1: is. you use mm-hmm. that analogy about flow mm-hmm. because I was just talking to somebody about something similar the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually they had mentioned a quote that I was like so strongly resonated with that about when life becomes overwhelming. It's almost like being in the ocean. You see a big wave coming Mm -hmm. and there's no way around. There's no, Mm -hmm. you can't go around. You can't go over. You just have to dive in Mm -hmm. and you have to dive in deep and just trust that you're going to end up on the other side, you know? (laughs) Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. And you're so right. It's true with, with good or bad, like never getting used to just... What one moment in life holds, you know?
0: Exactly. And I think that's probably where it's easy to get stuck is like when that wave is not necessarily a wave full of sunshine and rainbows. But mm-hmm. it's a wave of, like, a lot of healing work or a lot of shadows. And it's like, oh, my God, a wave of shadows. I'm never right. going to get out of here, you know. But <laughs> I don't right. want to dive exactly. in there. I don't know what's on the other <laughs> side. I don't trust it, you know. But it's so
1: real. Yeah,
0: those are the moments when it's like, okay, if you can trust me, you know, when the shadows, when the when the sunshine and rainbows come, you got to trust that when the shadows come that I'm going to get you on the other side as well. You right. Know, like, so. And it's,
1: and it's always going to be flowing. Like it's always, everything is going to keep moving. So not holding on too tightly to the good or the difficult
0: or the difficult girl. Well, I'm like, we ain't even five minutes in. I'm already getting uh, my whole entire life. just in
1: this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need it. I absolutely needed this too. I needed that reminder. As well. <laughs> so, it's so funny. Cause I'm sure you probably feel the same that, as someone who, you know, works with clients in different modalities, it's something that can be so easy to say to other people, but really, really difficult to (laughs) internalize to apply to yourself.
0: Yes. And there's times when I as soon as I'm saying it, it's almost like spirit is like, girl, did you did you hear what you just said? Okay? did you listen to yourself? you listen to yourself, you yourself? cuz remember earlier you were in the shower like why is this happening? <laughs> it's like this. Remember that? Yeah. Here this is this is for you as well, ma'am. It's so real. It's like,
1: "All right, stop crying and just trust like <laughs>
0: everything's going to be all right. I got you." Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's so real. All right. Well, before we dive in cuz we already did. Um I know. I want to I, I want to give you a chance uh because somebody eventually is going to listen to this. Um, just give you a chance to uh, introduce yourself, uh, tell us who you are, and what you stand for.
1: Oh, that is a great question. I like how you cited that. Um, my name is Ana Rosa Portillo, and I teach and facilitate yoga, meditation, and holistic wellness um, in Los Angeles and abroad, and I'm very passionate. I guess what I stand for is helping others find a way to the light within mm-hmm. to the peace within right and and having that be something that they can access and that is sustainable for them and within that especially um focusing on marginalized communities and mm-hmm. women and women of color as i think that it's we have been so disconnected from our power mm-hmm. for so long and it's so incredibly life changing and empowering to realize that the source is within, that the source of you being able to find fulfillment and mm-hmm. find joy and find love and peace is within. So helping people connect back to that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I agree. That's yeah, <laughs> I I fully, <laughs> I fully agree, and that is something that um that I notice. You know, I've had a couple of guests on that by no you know surprise kind of fall under this umbrella of you know holistic practitioners healers yoga teachers you know Uh meditation teachers guides and you know all the different titles or whatever that we give ourselves what's at the root of it is all of us kind of serving as almost like a gps for others and for ourselves to get back to center to get back to self and to get back to that light and that peace within and I like that you that you mentioned that the some of the communities that you serve or that you're most passionate about are the marginalized communities and that's something that I also notice is coming up often in conversation about how underserved these marginalized communities are specifically the communities that are women of color and I know that you know, as a woman of color, as a black woman and Creole and all these like beautiful elements that are built into my my genealogy, as I learn a little bit more about my history, I see this this magic and this light and these practices have been in our culture forever. Uh-huh. And it seems like right now there seems to be like this like resurgence of awareness about it. Like, oh, did you know that grandma such and such used to do this or that or Mm -hmm. you know they she you know the women would get together and they would prepare certain meals or they would do circles and you know they didn't have all this like cool names and stuff attached to it but these were practices that were already in place that we may not have learned as as children but um for you one of my first questions is when were you first exposed to the types of practices that you engage in now and what are those practices
1: Mm. That's a great question. Also, I agree. I think that um, now, nowadays, upon having um, researched my lineage a little further and being able to go a little bit further back, I, similar to you, have heard stories about you know my great great grandmother who practiced holistic healing and um, used medicinal herbs. But I think that. In the generations directly before me, so my mother and my grandmother, possibly even her mother too, with kind of—I'm I'm not really sure what has caused it. I don't mm-hmm. want to necessarily blame it all on American culture, right? The
0: colonizers, right?
1: But you know, I really feel like that is that is a huge part of it. Like mm-hmm. many of our families. Um, either immigrated here or were forcefully brought here or were brought here in search of a better life and within that had to adapt to this culture that very much was not was not tolerant of their spiritual practices or of their practices of even um, matriarchal, matriarchal culture and of that being you know kind of something that I think in a lot of both Latin and African ancestry was very much a big part of it. But, you know, then we've come to this, this country, which is very much, a heterogeneous, you know, (laughs) heterosexual, cis patriarchy where it's just like almost nothing else can exist within that. And that coupled with just the tactics for survival Mm. that a lot of our, parents and then grandparents had to pick up and endure and face in developing lives in this country and creating better lives for their children, I think has caused many of, many of us to become very disconnected from that, bit, very disconnected from those practices that were so critical to our ancestors right. and are really within us, which is also really beautiful. Cause when you mm-hmm. think about, um, when you think about things like, ancestral trauma. Mm, um mm. And that's something that most of us have talked about, about how the plights of our parents and our grandparents is carried on within our DNA. Right. But in that same on the other side of the same coin, ancestral wisdom yeah. is also a part of us, you know, which I think is really beautiful to see so many people, myself included, mm-hmm. rediscovering that. And it might not be in the exact same ways that were practiced by our ancestors, mm-hmm. but rediscovering what it is to find ways to heal ourselves. And coming back to that, that we are all capable of healing ourselves. Like, I really don't even believe in gurus or even necessarily mm. calling, like, myself a healer, but rather just being a guide and, like you said, a GPS to people right. for people to be able to find that in themselves. And for me, interestingly, um, one of my first introductions to that was yoga. Mm. And it kind of started off as just, you know, the westernized version of yoga is... In many ways, very far removed from mm, yeah. <laughs> from the easternized and more traditional mm-hmm. practice of it. And so, when I had first practiced yoga, I honestly had just gone because I was like, "Cool, a, a stretch class." Like, yeah, <laughs> that let's see what cool. that's all I'm down about. For that. right, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I was a dancer all throughout high school, and so I was very movement oriented. And I actually wasn't a huge fan of the. I went to a free yoga class on my college campus, mm-hmm. and I thought that it was super slow and just really kind of like, I didn't feel connected within it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I then tried out a few other ones, mostly just because I had, I had a time. I Mm -hmm. was away at college for the first time. Um, by this time too, because I was a transfer student, I was a little bit older. So I was in my Mid twenties, mm-hmm. so all of my classmates were, you know, going to like Kegers and I was like, "No, I'm good. Gonna go to yoga. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> like, yoga. Right. I'm okay. I'm
0: trying <laughs> to graduate. I'd
1: already lived <laughs> through my, right. I'd already lived through my party phase. I was like, "No, okay. I'm focused now. Um, let me try some new things. Let me try some things I'd never done before. Mm-hmm. And um, after trying a few different styles of classes, I realized that because movement had always been such a big part of self expression and healing to me, it was really powerful to be able to find breath within mm. movement and find that centeredness. That is something that I had never really done before. I'd never been taught to do. And I noticed that it just helped. It brought me peace. It just helped me just be a little more peaceful. And, you know, with all the stresses of college and just my normal life going on, it was something that really kind of grounded and centered me. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And But it really wasn't until moving to Brazil shortly afterwards mm-hmm. and I was teaching English in a favela there and I was teaching English to kids and the woman that I was working with that ran the nonprofit and it wasn't even really a a certified nonprofit in any way mm-hmm. it was very much like she owned a laundromat and she just had this place mm-hmm. where kids could gather and we would just help them learn life skills wow. and um it was really amazing. First of all, for me, it was really, really powerful to work with a community that I felt like I could really not only learn from, because I honestly feel like I learned more mm-hmm. from the kids than mm-hmm. they could possibly learn from me, but also people who could have benefited that from that in a different way. Right. And so... I was teaching English, but I was feeling a little bit stuck in certain ways because mm-hmm. not all of these kids were picking up English quickly. Or for some of them, like verbal communication just wasn't really their thing. Mm-hmm. And I I connected to that because for me, I was much more movement-based too. And so I had a talk with her and she was like, well, why don't you teach them some like movement and breath techniques?
0: Mm-hmm. And so I
1: started teaching them that and that was so powerful. And wow. seeing these kids just transform and light up and feel powerful within their own bodies within creating art through movement and then also connecting to their breath and being able to just like find peace within. Mm -hmm. I was just like, Oh my gosh, there's something here and I need to explore this more. And so after moving back home was when I got my first yoga certification and um, I kind of was torn between staying in Brazil and working with communities there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, I was like flat broke and had no money. So okay. You're like, so home. time to go home. <laughs> home to something. <laughs> yeah. But also being like, all right, I think part of the reason I connected so deeply with living in and working with kids in the favelas is because I had always kind of come from more working class mm. neighborhoods. Yeah. And so then feeling like there are so many people in my own community who have never learned to right. access their own breath and who have never learned how even just how to take care of ourselves or that it's okay right. to even spend time taking care of ourselves. So that was a huge thing for me is thinking, you know, growing up I didn't see my grandmother and my aunt and my mother spending time on themselves. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't an option, right? They right. Were, it was really just like they were in survival mode and trying to provide for us and um I saw how taxing that was in their older years. Like right with the, not only the physical sickness that develops, but just fatigue and yeah. depression and anxiety. And I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder when I was like 12 years old, you know, mm. and I thought that this was just kind of a life sentence. Yep. And then it wasn't until I learned more about accessing my own breath that I was like, wait, there are ways that I can calm myself mm-hmm. from within, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, it was so transformative that I was just like, this is what i need to learn more about like this is what i i need to teach people that right. they can they can help heal themselves
0: you know right right no that's beautiful i i agree and i think that i love asking people about their their journey to healing or their journey to you know to holistic health or these pla- these practices and it's interesting because everyone's journey is a little bit different but mm-hmm. it never it never looks the way that you expected it to look, you know, like my first, you know, experience with yoga came during a time in my life where I was at, you know, one of those crossroads, one of those moments where I was like, what in the entire world is happening right now and why is it happening and what do I reach for? But then there were other moments that once I started practicing and once I, you know, got certified, when I started working with other people is when I found that there's something that's universal about connecting with the breath. There's something right. that's universal about connecting just with the stillness that you experienced in your meditation that no matter what culture or you know background or socioeconomic class that you come from, everybody just innately because our bodies are not that different, we all need that. and I think right. that the world that we live in today is designed in a way that tugs us away from ourselves, that directs our attention onto anything but ourselves, anything but taking care of yourself, especially for women. You know, like you said, women in in the home they're the ones who are responsible for the children if they have spouses they're responsible for the spouses and then maybe they might possibly have time for themselves you know know. but I mean I remember being a kid in a house with you know four siblings and you know mom and dad and if dad was out and mom was home then if she wanted to take a bath she literally had to make like an announcement like look y'all okay I am going to take a bath do not knock on the bathroom door for at least 30 minutes unless you are actually dying. Like, otherwise, mm-hmm. just leave me alone. And, but I remember seeing that fatigue and that just worn, you know, look on her face some days where I'm like, dang, why is she so tired? You know, like, right. what, what's she doing? How come she's not, you know, but it, it, I didn't know, you know. And so now, of course, the world that we live in is starting to create the space for women and for all people, but for women to say, take that time and hashtag self-care and run yourself a beautiful bath, I think that something that I would like to see is like the next layer, you know, because taking a wonderful, soothing bath is fantastic, you know, going for a peaceful walk or a hike is wonderful, but sometimes when you're in that bath and you're starting to peel away the day, you get to those parts of you that are wounded, that are hurt, uh-huh. you know, that are sore. And like you mentioned earlier, the the ancestral traumas, the ancestral pain that was passed down onto us that we don't even recognize where it came from. You uh-huh. know, and it's sometimes during those practices, no shade to baths, I love them. Uh but it's sometimes <laughs> during those practices that we find ourselves face to face with our pain, our shadow, and we get stuck. And don't necessarily know where to reach and how to pull ourselves out of that. So if you can think of some of your own experiences or things that you've learned in training, what's just one tip for someone who finds themselves in that space where they're face-to-face with their own shadow or face-to-face with their own pain? What is something that they can do to start to pull themselves out of that space?
1: Mm. I think that... um, Those deeper elements, and it definitely is a practice that is tied in with self-care. Like, you're definitely right. Self-care is not just all bubble baths and flowers and, you know, going to a spa day. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, the deeper you get, the more that gets uncovered. And it's just a kind of a normal part of it. Like, the more that we allow all of the external influences of the world to not clutter our minds, the deeper we can go into trauma and mm-hmm. deep thoughts mm-hmm. and things that have been going on within. And to be honest, for most of us, myself included, it's super scary at Yeah, first, <laughs> yeah. super scary. Um, similarly, once I really got into my yoga practice after moving back from Brazil, I had an experience where... It, I also was at a crossroads in many different ways, ending a long-term relationship, moving across the country, not knowing what I was going to do next. And I cried in Shavasana for the first time. And Mm. I was like, this is crazy. What is going on? (laughs) But (laughs) I I would say the the biggest thing I learned or my biggest tool, which I still try to practice all the time, is to allow myself to go deep, to allow Mm. myself to feel my feelings. I think oftentimes we come across these feelings that can be really overwhelming and scary. And the first thing we want to do is distract ourselves by opening our phones or talking to somebody else or watching television, anything to flee from that feeling when really at the end of the day, it's always going to be there. And the more we push it down, the more it kind of does this inner damage that can then have very, very real effects on our lives in many ways. And I think the only way to... Allow yourself to move through it is Mm -hmm. to feel it, to actually move through, to dive in deep. And it might not all happen at once. It probably won't all happen at once. It's probably not going to be this one time event that you are facing the shadow and you feel it and then it's gone. But that act of just allowing yourself to feel and allowing whatever comes from that to come like let yourself cry let yourself release and then let yourself breathe and remember that things are always shifting and this is just where you are in this moment and tomorrow and the day after things will be different and you're allowing this to move through you and pass through you rather than suppressing it and keeping it within and letting it build and kind of fester
0: yeah yeah i i like that it's Feel the feelings is Uh something that that's been, it's becoming a mantra for me, especially this year, which is so interesting because I'm a Cancer, and so people automatically think, you know, Cancer, sensitive feelings, ah, and I'm like, (laughs) but I'm like, I'm a Cancer Sun, Sagittarius, Moon, where I'm like, I ain't got time for feelings, I have other things to do. I have well, I have way more important things to do than to feel feelings, who has time for that? That fire comes through. That fire comes through, like, "Uh uh-uh, sit down, stop it, Mm -mm, we don't have time for that, but... I agree that it's in those moments where I, I mean, I find myself doing that at times where, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and thankfully I'm blessed to have full command of my schedule. And so I wake up in the morning and I can take up to an hour to really go through my ritual before I plug into the day. And sometimes I wake up, you know, quote unquote, on the wrong side of the bed, you know, or maybe I wake up and I have had like a disturbing dream which are always messages you know and i'm not quite sure how to process it and i find myself like i gotta get up let me i gotta i gotta do something else other than feel whatever these feelings are but it's the times when i really do stop myself and say like kishan just you really don't have to do anything else right now so even if you just just give yourself yourself a moment who knows it might not be as as dark as you think it is because as someone who's You know, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety and all these other issues growing up, you know, in a tumultuous environment, tumultuous adulthood and getting to the point where I'm like, okay, depression is a real thing. This is not easy. I don't want to go into shadows because what if I don't come out on the other side and what if I can't do it by myself? And that was one of my biggest turning points was when I learned I, you know, therapy, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, traditional therapy, I'm a huge advocate for. And I do believe it has a place in helping people get through their stuff. You know, I also think that it's important, like you said earlier, to identify that we have it in us. We have it in us, the ability within ourselves individually to be able to heal ourselves. And getting to that part is what I found. Feeling the feelings was a requirement in order for me to get to that part i had to feel the feelings to know that i had the the ability to soothe those feelings as well without having to pick up the phone without having to pick up a book but to just get all the way in myself get all the way quiet get all the way still and like you said let the tears fall and and know that they will stop you know what so i mean exactly, that you will yeah. come out on the other side like you said earlier like letting that wave, you know, kind of come over me and know that after a little bit, I'm going to pop my head up and I'm going to be on the okay. other side, you know, and to know that you can't, you don't necessarily have to be stuck there. And this isn't to say that, you know, people that are in different stages or dealing with other, you know, mental illnesses deeper on a deeper level that, oh, just snap your fingers and feel the feelings that all be cool. No. Uh-huh. And like you said, it doesn't all happen at once. You know, I think of like, when it comes to dealing with emotional trauma or it comes to dealing with ancestral trauma in particular, but even just our own stuff that if we don't feel the feelings, if we don't allow ourselves to be in them, then it starts to feel like a, like a drain that's clogged up, you know, like sometimes like I have big curly hair and so my shower is full of hair sometimes. (laughs) And sometimes Uh there's those days where the drain is so clogged that the water starts to rise. And I'm like, Oh shit, I guess I better go in there and, handle that unplug it Unplug it, because (laughs) otherwise I'm gonna be taking a bath and a shower at the same time so
1: (laughs) right yeah and it's those those tactics of like learning how to let things flow but also I think you're right also learning how to bring yourself out of it because it is very real that especially for those of us that have undergone in our lives like very intense trauma it sometimes can feel like oh my gosh, do I even want to go down this black hole? Like, I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't right. know what's going to happen right now. And similarly to you, I'm a Scorpio, so it's like those waters run deep, right? It's mm-hmm. like that can, you can go really deep in there. Um, and so also I think just having having a support system is really important, yes. but even within your own self, just mm-hmm. having grounding techniques to bring you back. Yeah. And something that I always try to do, when I know that I'm feeling really, really heavy, um, although I do try to give myself time to feel it, I also really just try to get outside. Yes. I try to go outside and be in nature. And for me, as as simple as just, like, taking off my shoes and mm. putting my feet on the bare earth, like, just on grass or ground or sand, mm. and just breathing and looking up at the sky and looking at the sun. And if I have it in me, coming back to gratitude and just naming, like, I'm grateful for the sunshine. I'm grateful for this breath like and just coming back to okay yes these feelings are real these feelings are heavy I'm allowing myself to move through them but I'm okay in this moment like I'm okay I'm safe in this moment and things will be okay
0: absolutely absolutely grounding exercises are so vital because oh. there's something that you can do pretty much anywhere. If you're traveling, if you're you know at home or well, whatever you are, you might have a list of like three or four different ones. Like, okay, if I need to get grounded while I'm at work, I might not be able to go outside and take my shoes off and stand in the grass. But what <laughs> I can do is maybe just go for a walk around the building. You know what I mean? Or right. if I'm grounding and I'm traveling and it's unfamiliar, maybe what I can do is you know step outside and sit on a bench and just kind of observe because I agree outdoors are definitely a space for grounding for me moving to the east coast you know at the end of the year last year and then kind of going back and forth but then really being here in the springtime when the sun came out after a long winter which I do not like I am a summer baby I do not (laughs) like the winter um as soon as the sun came out I went outside every day because I was feeling that like weight of the winter and the weight of like not really being able to go outdoors and really have that like connective experience now it's like every day I go outside and I'm just sometimes I'll just sit in the sun like a little just lizard just like basking in the sun you know just (laughs) like taking it in and it feels so good you know it It
1: really does I mean not only does it literally you know we need vitamin d to survive but We also are just, I mean, when you think about it, we're, we come from the earth, you know? So we're (laughs) grounding and getting back to that connection to the earth is so important. Um, Even being near water, being near water is also very, very healing and very soothing for me. So even if it's not, if you don't have the time to go to the beach, Mm -hmm. just trying to be near some source of bringing yourself back to kind of this greater, this greater cosmic world that we live in and remembering that we're, you know yes, what's happening is very, very real. Um, but also it's like the world is still spinning. The sun is going to rise tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like the ocean is going to keep flowing and you'll be okay. Yeah, you'll
0: be okay. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Okay. So I have a couple more little things that I like to do. Um, for the podcast, so I have, I call them like sentence prompts, like finish the sentence. I feel like a English teacher. Um, finish the <laughs> sentence, Anna. So I'm going to give you some, some prompts and you're going to finish the sentence. So the first one is, um, I am happiest when? Mm.
1: I am happiest when I am connected to my purpose mm. and helping others find happiness.
0: Love it. I know I've made an impact when?
1: I know I've made an impact when someone tells me they were able to feel feelings that they haven't allowed themselves to feel before.
0: (laughs) I love that. If I could teach the world a lesson, it would be?
1: If I could teach the world a lesson, it would be. That
0: everything you need is within you. Yes, I love that. I want. I, I'm like, ooh, yes. Mm. I need. I need. To let that sink in for a second. Me too. <laughs> <So do I. laughs> like, ooh, let that resonate for a second. Um, mm. uh, I want my legacy to be. I want
1: my legacy to be
0: ooh, this one's hard <laughs> everybody <laughs> says
1: that
0: <laughs> it's like, ooh, what I want to be remembered for ooh, right, what, what do exactly. I want my legacy yeah um,
1: I want my legacy to be a person that made other people feel like they were enough
0: hmm. I showed myself love today by
1: I showed myself love today by cooking myself a very healthy lunch and breakfast rather than eating out and spending money.
0: <laughs> lovely. Lovely. You're like, that's love for my body and my pockets. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody, everybody wins.
1: Holistic. Is whole
0: self love. Okay. Um, so my last question for you is if, if, if you have one, what is a word that when you hear it and when you say it makes you feel powerful?
1: A word that when I hear, hear it and say it makes me feel powerful is the word
0: goddess. Mm. Nice. Tell me more about that.
1: Um, I think that... It's a powerful word because it actually doesn't feel like it's often said in Mm. our culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, We often talk about God as this singular kind of male omnipresent figure. Um, And, you know, without even relating to any specific religion or way of thought, I think that thinking about goddess and, and divine as being something that is more from from the divine feminine mm. um or has that connection and not to say that there isn't the connection mm-hmm. to the divine masculine as well but reconnecting to the divine feminine and using goddess as a word that is empowering to oneself. So relating back to um finding finding peace within and finding your Enoughness within is also finding the goddess within finding the divine within yourself um, and I think goddess is is a way to connect in a different way that really embraces the feminine energy because I think in our world so many of us have been taught that in order to succeed or in order to Um, create wealth or to gain respect or gain power we have to function in this very masculine way Mm -hmm. and use a lot of like masculine energy just be a lot tougher and a lot harder whereas I think that femininity and softness can be so incredibly powerful and so incredibly strong and I think connecting to goddess energy kind of helps helps bring that about as well
0: Mm. yeah I I agree. And what that was one of the reasons why I, when I send out my, you know, invitations to invite people to be on the podcast, the reason why I invite people to share their, you know, a little bit of their birth chart with their sun sign and their moon sign and their rising is because I wasn't even aware until more recently, like within the last year, how the sun sign is representative of the masculine energy in astrology and the moon is representative of the feminine energy in astrology. Right. And so there'd be times where I'm like, whatever I, what I mean, I'm not really vibing with everything I'm reading about this cancer. What, you know, something's (laughs) not, something's not clicking here. And then when I had my birth chart done and saw that the moon energy was a completely different element, it's fire and water, you know, Mm -hmm. that, and I started to really study myself a little more. I realized that in Western culture, in astrology, the focus is on the masculine, the sun sign. Mm-hmm. Whereas in other parts of the world, astrologers who dive into this stuff are focused more on the moon and the feminine. So. Right. It's actually kind that's of
1: so interesting. That's so interesting that you mentioned that. I actually, I didn't know that the focus was different in other parts of the world. Yeah. I thought that's fascinating Thought it me, was like everywhere. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Definitely yeah. makes a lot of sense. And I agree. It wasn't until I found out about my moon sign and then found out that the moon, from what I've been told, the sun is, you know, our identity or what's considered our identity from the westernized perspective but the moon is our emotion yes and and for me i'm like well the emotions that is my identity yeah right exactly like (laughs) Like, that's what's deeper down who cares what's projected out like what's deeper down is is who i really am and um similarly when i found out that my moon sign was a taurus and it's a um an earth sign Mm. and so it makes a lot of sense to me that that grounding energy or that even the Taurus energy of, like, needing comfort and needing home is so important. I'm like, oh, that resonates so much more than so much of what I was told about just sun signs. Exactly.
0: No, and it's it's part of it. I think that's why I've always been attracted to astrology. I've always been curious about it and more recently have, like, really taken on the, the charge of studying it more and understanding it more. Is because of the fact that, you know, we as human beings, spiritual beings, having a human experience are very much connected to all elements of nature, including the universe and the stars, you know, including right. everything that's going on around us. Like, we are, we are just little humans having our experience, but there's so much more going on out there that's really holding space for us, you know, if you look at it that way. It's like, if I understand what's going on with all aspects of my being... Then that means I'm more relatable. I have the ability to connect with myself and other people more, and it just sets me up, you know, in a, in a better way. So,
1: exactly. Yeah. It's like connecting to this bigger picture, yes. and it's really just, to me, a way to understand ourselves and the world a little bit better Absolutely. you know it's it's not necessarily I'm not necessarily an advocate of like you need to read your horoscope every no before <laughs> right make any decisions yeah but, you know the more I agree with you the more I've learned about it the more I'm like wow this is incredibly relevant to my life <laughs> and it's it's actually kind of crazy to me or just funny that it's something that is isn't really taken super seriously right in, in America especially um if you're not you know, within holistic healing practices. Exactly. And there's been a lot of people I've talked about that they're like, what? You believe in astrology? And I'm like, it's not a belief system.
0: It's it's like saying, I believe in the moon. Yep, it's (laughs) there. I saw it. Literally
1: just the sky. Like, the moon rules the tides of the ocean and yes. more seventy percent water. Exactly. So,
0: think so it has an I wanna to on know too. right. If Mama <laughs> exactly. Right, if Mama Luna has messages, I would like to hear them because exactly. she exactly. is controlling like seventy <laughs> percent of my existence. So yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And even thinking about our ancestors yes. and how so many of our ancestors literally their entire lives and the lives of their societies off of the cycles of the moon exactly. I mean, that's when they knew when to plant and when to harvest and when to go out hunting and even when to procreate like when to yes. fornicate and procreate yes. and, you know it's it's an interesting thing that we've become so disconnected from that that to a lot of people who haven't studied it it actually seems like fake you know, it like, seems well, fake yeah it seems what? like yeah it seems like <laughs> this is fake. What our ancestors like, did we, yeah <laughs> it's
0: like this ain't new shit this ain't new shit this is exactly. always just been around for a while. Wow, we've been doing this for a while. Right. well The last thing I have for you, Anna, I feel like I could talk to you forever because just the first time that we met, I just felt like,
1: oh yes,
0: sister, <laughs> we yeah, we vibe, you know. <laughs> so, um, what I like to do uh, to close out each podcast is I'm using this oracle deck. It's called the Oracle of E by Pam Grout and Colette Baron Reed, and um, it's a non-denominational uh, deck. It's it's really it's cute, it's fun. And um, there are 52 cards, so just give me a number between 1 and 52.
1: Mm, okay, I'm gonna
0: go with 17. 17? Ooh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so let's see. The message for 17 is baggage be gone. Come on now. Oof. Ooh, <laughs> baggage be gone. <laughs> I uh. needed to hear that. <laughs> baggage be gone aren't you tired of being stooped over from all that emotional baggage the thing is it all happened yesterday this is now and with one flick of your powerful energetic finger you can send that old has-been baggage overboard into the drink it is time to fly free let it go my friend wow oh
1: my gosh i love that awesome i love that and that is I feel like so relevant even to what we even began this conversation talking yes. about. um yes. and you know connecting back to the present moment and knowing that everything yeah. is always changing yeah. and um the more we let go the more we have space yes. for
0: exactly what exactly. is to come exactly you know? exactly <laughs> i totally agree well we are just, uh, whew, this is lovely i'm so i'm so excited i'm so excited <laughs> that you were available i'm so excited That you said yes. I appreciate so much that you offered here. And I know that everyone who hears it is going to be touched and changed and transformed. I'm, I'm checking you out from across the country. Still doing your thing. Still healing. Still showing up for yourself. And just passionately being a representation of what freedom looks like. What love and what light looks like. So I'm just glad that I get to be a compassionate witness to what you are doing. And I encourage you to keep doing it more and more.
1: Oh, you are so lovely. Thank you so much and thank you for reaching out. I'm honored. This is actually my first podcast interview ever. Wow. So, <laughs> I'm super honored and excited that it could be on your podcast because mm-hmm. similarly I get to see what you're doing and even just reading your, your daily quotes and words of wisdom on Instagram mm-hmm. is always, it always seems to be exactly what I needed to read that day and mm-hmm. exactly what I needed to hear and I think that Something that I found is the more the more in alignment with myself I am, the more I'm able to tune into those messages and grasp them. And I feel like the reason that you're able to share those messages is because you're in alignment with yeah. yourself, yeah. you know? Absolutely. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing to be able to give a gift that resonates with other people. And I think it's beautiful that you are doing this podcast to give other people access to some of these tools that we are cultivating
0: for our communities awesome yay well thank you i'm glad you i'm glad i'm glad it's reaching some people i'm glad that's that's my my only intention is like let me just reach people let me just reach somebody and if it and it vibes vibes and and if it doesn't it's all good so yay all right well thank you my dear have a great rest of your day and uh and we'll be in touch soon
1: Thank you so much. I loved this. Mm -hmm. And I will talk to you soon. Have a beautiful rest of your day too. Okay, you too. All right,
0: bye. Time for a break. Time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So, I invite you right now to allow three deep, intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. a choice of hundreds of podcasts and I appreciate you for choosing this one. Please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. If you like what you've heard, check out my first book Because I Said So, Simple Ways to Rewrite Your Story, available on Amazon. Stay connected on social media. Find me at Keyshawn Rains. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to something different and experience something new. Peace and blessings. Namaste.